Hello, good evening. Welcome to episode 29 of the Wulong Talks podcast. Oh, sorry, is it 28 or 29? We're on 29 now, aren't we? I think we are. Don't know. Yes, we're on 29. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun, man. Time yes, flies when you're having fun. That's indeed. Welcome. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, I'm, my name's Jason, and as always, I'm joined by the crew. Uh, we've got up north the big man geek, Big A. Alvin, say what's up. Hello. Good evening. And of course, we're joined by the wrestling kid, Richard, as well. Richard, say what's up, man. Hello there. Well, we hope you guys have been all good. Uh, sorry for the little break, but uh, you know how it is. Life, you got to do stuff. It's the way it is. Anyway, we're back. That's the most important thing. And we've got quite a few things to talk about this week as well. So we're going to try and get through them as quickly as we can, um, but hopefully give you more of that entertainment that you love from us as well. So um, let's jump more or less straight into it. Oh, no, no, I should, we've got enough time to ask how everybody's doing. So um, yeah, Alvin, how you been, man? You been up to anything? I've been good. I uh, recently just watched all of Justice League action, uh, which is the new short form uh, Justice League series uh, on Cartoon Network. And the show's flipping amazing. Like literally, is is so good. It's just so well done. The animation's brilliant. Like I can't believe that these ten minute episodes are better than twenty minute episodes of Avengers Assemble. That shouldn't be the case, but it is, and they're just so well written. And it's uh, a great show. You should definitely check it out. Uh, where is it? Is it a web series on, online or? No, they've got shorts online because uh, I watched the shorts as well. Um, but it's it's just on Cartoon Network. Oh, okay, cool. Well, 10 minute episodes isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, remember with um, when Gennady Tartakovsky did the Clone Wars, um, and that was like sort of 10 minute yeah. episodes as well, and that was amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, this is like, it's kind of like this, just the same length as an Adventure Time episode, just 10 minutes. Mm. That's it, done. Boom. That's it. And uh, well, it starts off with like a four part uh, split into 10 minutes, and then, then after that, just 10 minute episodes, it surprisingly works really well. Mm. I, don't, I don't know how to pull it off. It, it feels like it's 20 minutes, but it's it's 10. There's 20 minutes worth of story in like 10 minute episode. I'll make it at least feel that way, but it doesn't feel like the story's told too quick, but it's it's just such a good show. Everything about it is just on point, especially Batman. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, Rich Kid, how about you, man? What have you been up to? Yeah. Uh, what have I been up to? Destiny. I've been playing Destiny 1, so you're going to get to that, yeah? Okay, all right, so basically, so literally my, my foot is still in a car, so I've just been trying to rehab that um, for the next couple of weeks before I start to go back to training. On Friday, I went to a little concert for uh, a tribute to the Wu-Tang Clan. So some of you might be thinking, oh, uh, okay, that's yeah, a bit yeah, odd. Yeah, yeah, That was the thing yeah. they advertised on but, but, Facebook at the Jazz Cafe, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, but anybody who's out there who knows the Wu-Tang, basically they're big, big comic book fans. And I, I remember this in, you know, remember back in the day when we used to watch their videos and just like look out for like, you know, what characters they were, you know, trying to emulate from like what comic book and, you know, even some of the members from the Wu-Tang, th their names are like, you know, from comic book characters. So like Method Man is named Johnny Blaze, which um, to us old school guys is the original Ghost Rider. Not that Robbie Rees. Well, not that Dan Ketch guy that Jason likes, but you know, but you know, Johnny Johnny Blaze. <laughs> um, but yeah, but that was, um, yeah, so that, that's what I've been up to, really. I've been stuck in a house, so it's just been me just trying to catch up on Voltron season three, um, rereading some old Sick. comic books, and um, 
Pardon? I've only got I've only got to this the first episode. That first episode was bonkers. Like they really stepped up the pace. I'm like, yeah. Um and then obviously I've been watching the Game of Thrones, which is you know, which is, you know, it's got back to the original formula of like being good in my eyes. I was just sticking with it because just because I did invest in a couple of years into it. <laughs> oh, that, nothing else. <laughs> nothing else off the top of my head. Cool, fair enough. You've been keeping busy. That's good. That's good. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I've not been doing much apart from a lot of reading. And um, one thing we're thinking of doing, listeners, is, is starting maybe a little book club. Um, the idea being that, you know, we, we're all three of us are, are readers to a different extent. I mean, we, we talk about like the comic books that we read and stuff like that uh, on the show. But we also read books too. Um, we're hoping to maybe get an interview with a, a special guest uh, over the next week or so. Um, so touch wood, fingers crossed, we'll be able to do that. But it's uh, somebody who is a best-selling author um, who's actually going to make some time to, to come and speak to us, which should be dope. So um, yeah, fingers crossed that will happen. But yeah, we're, we're planning on setting up a book club as well um, and making some book recommendations. Uh, that was, is something we'll roll out over the next couple of weeks, but we'll let you guys know um, what we're going to do with that as well. Uh, you're down for that, boys, right? For a little book club? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. long as the books yeah, are good, I'm down for that. <laughs> well, if, even if they're bad, that's something to talk about. <laughs> we could do that too. Um, but yeah, I think that's something interesting and something different for us to do, and I think uh, you listeners might appreciate it as well, for those of you who enjoy your reading. Uh, so that's something we'll do, but let's get into the show because we've got a lot to talk about. Um, obviously, there was San Diego Comic Con that happened uh, a couple of weeks ago now. Uh, quite a few big events uh, occurred during that. And um, we had a lot of movie news that came out now. A lot of it is is kind of things that, um, you know, we can't really go into too much of a discussion about because it's things that are up in the air. Um, but we can get like your initial thoughts and, and see what you guys think. So uh, one of the things that came out was that Noah Hawley, the guy who's behind uh, Legion and the TV series Fargo as well, which is an excellent show, by the way, if you haven't watched it before, watch it. It's definitely worth watching. Uh, he said at Comic-Con that he's working on a Doctor Doom movie. So quick thought for spoilers, because I haven't discuss this with you what do you think of uh, a potential movie starring dr doom as the lead character do you think that's a good idea or a bad idea um we can start with you Alvin. uh put quite simply nah like that the idea to me just sounds a bit whack you know what i mean it's like <clears throat> i understand him as an antagonist and he can be done well as an antagonist but maybe from his perspective i'm, I'm not sure as to what it would offer although you said he's involved in it. I do quite like Legion. It was a really good, fresh kind of X-Men-related show, although it's not tied into kind of like uh, the main X-Men universe at, F- at Fox. But ultimately, I'm not interested. Cool. Uh, Richard, how about you, man? Not even. Not even. This, this is, I heard this news as well. Is this going to be a film? It's going to be a film, right? Uh, that's what he's working on, yeah. Yeah, like listen, you can't, you can't even. The Doctor Doom comes off the back of the Fantastic Four. You can't get that right. So why are you going to go and, and try and create this a, a, a film for the villain? I'm not, I'm not interested in in the slightest. Like I, I think it's just a, it's just a, it's a poor excuse to maybe try and keep their hands on the franchise of the Fantastic Four in one way or another. 
yeah. Like, yeah, don't, don't, don't even disagree my ears with that nonsense. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to be the contradictory voice, and I'm going to say that actually I think it would be a great idea. Um, the reasons being that, one, it's the type of comic book movie that we've never really seen. Uh, we haven't really seen a comic book movie that kind of focuses on a, a villainous character. Um, and that's something different. And I think the, the genre as a whole needs different. Um, I don't think they can afford to keep just making the same type of movie again and again. I think, you know, people talk about comic book movie fatigue, and I don't think that's necessarily a thing. But I think it will remain not a thing as long as, uh, you know, there is different types of movies out there in terms of, um, you know, the, the types of stories that people are, are telling. And one of the things we praise the MCU for is the MCU manages to, you know, tell different types of stories or different types of movies within the realms of these characters that they use. So Doctor Doom, I think, could be interesting, depending on how it's handled, um, because it's different. And also because, number two, the guy who's involved, Noah Hawley, um, when he said he was doing a Fargo TV series, I remember many people absolutely poo-pooing it and saying, what, what are you doing, basically? Like, are you crazy? Like, number one, that's one of the Coen brothers' best movies ever made. Number two, um, you know, how the hell are you going to spin a TV story out of uh, Fargo? And not only did he pull it off, he did it with such a plum that the guys won multiple awards for it. Uh, and then on top of that, you know, Legion, as, as he said, is a fantastic show. Um, so I have a lot of faith in his abilities and, and what he's able to do. Obviously, there are doubts surrounding how much freedom he'll get from Fox Movie Station because it's one thing to do something on TV and another thing to have to deal with people in, in the movie world. But, you know, in, in principle, I'm not against the idea. I think it, it might be something different. But, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, did you not have any other thoughts? <laughs> um yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just still not. So, I mean, don't get wrong. Like, you know, you, you've given some very, very good points as to, as to why it should work. But um, it's just one of those things, we, we, if it does go ahead, because it had, it had 100 ingredients, uh, or did he, he, he just mention that with it? Nothing else. Is that correct? Sorry, you were just distorted a minute there. So uh, say that again. Sorry, I mean, just I said, it was just that's been mentioned, and that was it. But I've been one hundred percent green lit um, for that is going ahead. Oh no, 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 no. There's no, uh, as far as I know, there's no green light. Um, but presumably, he wouldn't be mentioning it at Comic Con, a big panel, unless he felt mm. confident it was going to happen. But of course, that's no guarantee that it's going to happen. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. Because all the time in the movie industry, people say, "Yeah, we're doing this, we're doing this," and then you know, three, four months down the road, it's been canned because they couldn't get the project off the ground. Mm. So it happens. Um, but yeah, yeah, as yeah. far as I know, it's not like, as in, yeah, they've gone into production and everything right now and they're starting casting and all of that. Um, it's just something mm. he says he's working on. Uh, so, yeah. Because yeah, even the way, even, because even the way how it was announced, it, it just reminded me of like, like when Zack Snyder said he was going to do BVS and he, and he laid down that, you know, that quote from, you know, from The Dark Knight Returns when Batman's being up Superman and the crowd just goes crazy and 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 us as like real comic book fans we were like what why why are you even doing this but I heard that the way how he announced this Doctor Doom movie was going to be was going to was going to be in a in a you know going to be made 
he just said like i've got two words for you for a film that i'm going to make the first word's doctor and the second word is doom and that, even that was poor i was like that, that that's there's nothing behind there to even, for me to even go like oh my god like he's doing this i don't know like i would never say never but if they are going to do it uh what what um they tackle it and then I'll see whether I eat my words there or just get ready to fucking lambast it like we have any other nonsense that's come out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's definitely every opportunity for it to go wrong. <laughs> that, that's true. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely every opportunity for it to go wrong. But as I said, I'm, I'm kind of hopeful because it's a, a, the person who is involved, uh, whether or not it happens, uh, remains to be seen. And as you said, we'll, we'll judge it when, if and when it comes out. But um yeah i'm willing to remain so hopeful sorry alvin did you want to say something no oh, okay, cool. sorry it sounded like you were trying to come in. <laughs> okay well we'll move on from that let us know your thoughts actually listeners as well uh, whether you think a doctor who movie could even work or does the idea of it excite you or not um yeah let us know it'd be interesting to to hear what you you guys think so do let us know uh, right, let's move on, man. Um, so we also, at uh, Comic-Con, got a new trailer for Justice League. Um, there was a big kind of hullabaloo before the trailer came out, or the night before the trailer came out, um, where this news was leaked by the Hollywood Reporter uh, about Ben Affleck's future involvement with uh, the DCEU and with the Justice League and with the Batman. And, um, he then came out on stage at Comic-Con and kind of didn't deny it. I mean, everybody has kind of taken it as, as he denied it, um, but he didn't really, if you go back and actually listen to what he's saying. Um, I guess we're going to have to kind of mention it, guys. Um, what do you think about this idea that Warner Brothers may be looking to get rid of, of Ben Affleck um, before they start shooting the Batman and, and recasting? Would that kind of thing bother you? Um, would you feel any type of way for Ben Affleck in that situation? Or is it just kind of, well, yeah, that, that's Hollywood and those are the dice and, you know, that's the way it rolls. Um, Rich, we'll start with you. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not even sure if that's even a good thing. Like, um, I think out of all the superheroes that we've had, Bats had the, like, the most faces out of all of them, right? And it's, and it's almost just like, 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 you know, like when we do like a, when the new Doctor Who comes or the new James Bond comes, it's, it's hard. Like he's, he's a character, as simple as he is, he's, he's a hard, he's a, he's a hard character to like to, you know, to bring back into the fold with, with a new face. I'm not sure if it's a good idea. Um, but in saying that, Ben Affleck, since he joined onto this, me personally, he's never really, he's 100% into this thing. He, he does. I, I don't know. I'm not sure if he's having flashbacks from like Daredevil and things like that of like being attached to like a character <laughs> like that. But it's true, like or, like, or being attached to like a franchise. He's always a bit like, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not really cut out for this type of thing. Let me just go back to making my independent films like Good Will Hunting. He does like, he looks like someone who he really doesn't like the media and doesn't like being lambasted by, by the media because he's, he, you know, he's had that type of career. Um, if it's up, if it's his decision, a, a good a good reason why um and i'd back him for that if it's up for warner brothers warner brothers well we've already seen the, the decision that they've been making in trying to build this universe already so is it a good idea if it's coming off their back i don't think so mm. and um and, I, and I don't, i'm not sure if it'll do them any favors because now we're gonna have to go after we've you've 
you've already had him in BVS and he's had quite a few people that have been saying that he's the best Batman. That's, that's up for debate. Um, and now you're going to have to find somebody else that we're going to have to be reintroduced to again. And what if we don't take to them? And already, like I said, they're trying to set up this whole, un- this, this whole new universe. It's a, they're, shooting themselves, they're shooting themselves in the foot. That whole DC universe is just, I don't know, is it just a bit messed up at the moment, isn't it? They, they could easily go into like, the comic book version of Jeremy Kyle. The amount of fucking headache they've been having. So, yeah, oh. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, I mean, it's interesting. You said like, is it his decision or the studio's one? Because I mean, the way that it was being reported mm. in the Hollywood Reporter, it sounds like it's not his decision. It was the studio's decision. Um, mm. But certainly, based on on kind of how things have been going previously, in terms of that, you know, initially it was announced he was, you know going to be doing the Batman movie, he was going to direct it, he was going to write it, he was going to produce it, and all of this kind of stuff. And then um, as his movie Live By Night came out and it tanked, um, slowly it was like, yeah, he's not directing it anymore. Oh, and he's not writing it anymore. He's now just starring it. Um, and yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe there's part of him who's is thinking, you know what, why am I doing this? If I can, you know, if I, when I write my own movies and direct my own movies, I, I tend to do pretty well. You know, I'm, I'm an Oscar winner. I won an Oscar for uh, Argo, which I wrote myself and I directed myself, or, or he co-wrote. Um, mm. You know, I, I can do this stuff myself. I, I directed The Town, the movie everybody loves. Like, why am I kind of, you know, getting involved in, in this system? But at the same time, I do think he loves the, the character of Batman. Um, and on stage, he was kind of like, oh, you know, no, I'd be crazy to turn it down, you know, and, and all of this kind of thing. Um, but I said it wasn't very clear to me that he was denying that any of this was happening. It wasn't like he came out and said, all of this is bullshit. He didn't. He just kind of said, oh, no, I'd be crazy to turn it down, which is ev- which is a very good like kind of politician's answer. It's neither a yes or a no. <laughs> yeah, in the middle, you know, kind of answer. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, Alf, uh, what was your thoughts on the news, and and how do you kind of see things shaping up with Batman in the future? I don't know. I think it's I think it's weird if they <clears throat> if they do want to recast just because well, it's part of the Trinity, isn't it? It's like when they've recast in Marvel, it's usually been like a side character. You know what I mean? Apart from other than the Hulk, and the Incredible Hulk wasn't even a movie that that many people liked that much anyway, so it didn't really matter. When uh when he went from Ed Norton to um what's his face Ruffalo, so it's kind of like a different situation. I think it'd be quite jarring to one second have Ben Affleck, and then the next like a new face, especially when it's supposed to be the same universe. I think and because Batman's such a major part of that, a major player in that, I think it'll just be odd. Um, I don't know. It's just like get your shit together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get your shit together and just fucking. Get your universe sorted out, in other words. Do your laundry, man. You know what I mean? Mm. You, know, you know what they should do? They should just do what they did. You know what they did at the end of, of Rogue One? Where they did that CGI Princess Leia and, uh, and the CGI uh, <laughs> Moth Tarkin, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, forget, forget it, forget it. Like, if he does want to be part of it, just, just let the guy go or, you know, whatever. Just CGI Adam West, man. Bring in the original <laughs> Batman. I'll, I'll be happy with that, man. Like, <laughs> the whole grey outfit and all sorts, mate. I'll be happy with that, man. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I don't want to see another new face attached to the bat for a good few years. Give it a, another ten years, yeah. and, I'll, and I'll be happy with that, man. Yeah, yeah. Although that, that said, I mean the the argument um, <clears throat> which has been made, which is that um, you know when they changed from uh, Michael Keaton to Val Kilmer, um, nobody really complained. 
uh, because yeah. it was it was kind of seen as well, you know, the Batman is like James Bond or like you said, Richard or Doctor Who, in the sense that the, mm. the character is bigger than the actor. So you kind of just, you know, if you need to change somebody, you change them and you trust that the audience are, are not going to be too jarred by it. So I suppose from Warner Brothers' point of view, they're thinking, well, you know, why get into the headache of, of having to keep on somebody who's who may potentially, and I mean, listeners don't, you know, take to court on this. I don't, I don't know, but potentially it may be, a, you know, a negative influence with their universe in general. So it may be better to just kind of ease somebody quietly out the door and, and bring someone else in. Um, but yeah, as we've spoken, listeners before on on the podcast. I mean, we we did a, a DCEU podcast um, a little while back, and it's definitely worth listening to where we kind of talked about. The, the state that it was in at that point and, and the shape that it was in. Um, you guys, uh, Rich and Alvin, I don't know if you saw with their Comic-Con panel that they announced a new slate of films and kind of went into like how a lot of films have changed and that there is now definitely going to be a Suicide Squad sequel, for example, um, apparently <laughs> intending to do Justice League Dark. Um, the Flash movie has changed into a Flashpoint movie, which, to be honest, I'm not even going to get into that discussion because that <laughs> off. really pisses me off. And like, we'll be here all night if we start talking about that. But basically, there's been a lot. So I don't know if you guys saw all of this, but a few films have been removed yeah. as well. Um, so it's interesting that, uh, you know, Cyborg's movie is gone, which I knew for a fact. <laughs> I was, I was just like, no, I know Cyborg is not getting a solo movie. I'm sorry, but that's not happening. I'm sorry, Cyborg fans, that it's not going to happen. Um, so that's gone. Hold on, did you say did you say Cyborg fans? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all five of you Cyborg fans. I, you know, I, I, I too, back Jason and apologising. All five of you, like, yeah, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that's gone, and I think Gotham City Sirens is gone as well from the fame really? officially. Um, you know, and then there was the news that Dwayne Johnson is uh, the character he's playing, Black Adam, is is not going to be in. Ca- uh, sorry, I almost called him Captain Marvel in Shazam. Um, so you know, there's all this kind of change that's still going on behind the scenes. So it's it's um, a crazy situation. So yeah, <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of nonsense going on there. But that leads us nicely into the next point, which is about the Justice League trailer. Um, so we got a new Justice League trailer. Um, and I don't know how you guys feel, felt about it. Well, I'll ask you in a minute. But that trailer was, to me, a thousand times better than the last two trailers that we got. Like a thousand times better. Like we finally got a trailer where I felt there was a clear sense of what the plot of the movie is. Um, we finally got a clear sense of who the antagonist is. We finally got a, some clear differences between the characters. The characters look to be clearly defined in this trailer. Um, and it just was a, just a whole bunch better than everything they've been cobbling together so far. Um, so guys, what did you think of, of the trailer? And, and does it make you any more excited for Justice League, considering that, you know, previously we've all kind of been a bit down on it in terms of what we've seen and what we've heard. Um, Alvin, you can go first. Uh, you know, I've got to be fucking honest and just kind of just be like, not for me, no. I mean, it's really weird because <clears throat> at this point in the MCU, 
like we were, we were just about to get Avengers because like Man of Steel came out what 2013 was it? And so yeah. this is, we're at a five year mark now, and that pretty much happened with the MCU as well. It's Iron Man came out in 2008, and Avengers came out in 2012, but we were super hyped. Like I remember Avengers like being like the greatest thing to ever my eyes to ever see in the cinema and being super hyped for it. I had friends come up uh, from London to Manchester to see it. You know what I mean? And we're all super excited because we've seen a lot of the MCU movies uh, together. But I don't, I don't feel this way about Justice League. It's, it, it feels like there's not really been that much of a build-up. Maybe it's because I didn't really enjoy Man of Steel much or Batman Superman that much. Uh, definitely didn't enjoy Suicide Squad that much at all. And I thought Wonder Woman was pretty all right, but I'm just not, I'm just not hyped. I do think the trailer was, well, it's fucking long. I mean, it was like five minutes long. Mm. Um, and like, it, yeah, it did, it did put some story elements in there where you see some like mother boxes and whatnot. So, you know, you know, shit going on, like involved with like, um, apocalypse, uh, and obviously Steppenwolf. And obviously there's going to be a dark side thing that it probably leaves into at some point. But it doesn't... I wasn't excited. I mean, there's loads of action. And if I was 12, I'd be fucking losing my mind. But that's that's not going to hold my interest. I need more than that. I need, I need more. Um, I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm a jaded old man now. I have no idea. But, like, seeing Aquaman flick his hair isn't enough for me to get to get me pumped. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just It's just not... But I do think it was better than the last trailer, though. Cool, cool. And also, oh, sorry, one more point. Oh, yeah, I'm on. actually super surprised that the Thor Ragnarok trailer got more views than the Justice League trailer. Hmm. I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> I am. But like, going... 36 million Thor got, yeah, and Justice League got 20, 29 million, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's like, this is, this is a team-up. Hmm. That should have more than Thor, Thor Ragnar- Ragnarok tons more well yeah. say tons more six million more hmm. yeah no i'm not surprised they got more views to be honest but i said we'll, we'll go into that but rich um go back to the original thing your, your thoughts on the justice league trailer and did it make you any more excited for the movie did it change your perceptions in any way or are you still like alvin kind of near yeah i mean like you said uh like we can all agree it was better than the last trailer that they released um so this is the one that came out what a week two weeks ago that that one yeah yes. that, that's that's yep. that's it it felt it didn't feel like a Zack snyder film that much mm. like the difference between this trailer and the last trailer like i said even like alvin said this trailer is a bit longer but this film felt a lot more like a just wedding film mm. who we know is like that has has done like done a few reshoots and stuff like that i actually want to know how much how much of the of reshooting he's done i know they've they've said that you know it was pretty a lot of it was done initially was initially done already by Zack Snyder and just just had to come and smooth a couple of things over which is cool and, and fair enough but you guys have but a lot of people have to remember is that just Wedden before or even while he was doing Buffy and Angel and everything else he's done he was also like um a, so he's helped he's helped fix up a couple of scripts here and there and done quite a lot of work but it's always been like a bit of a silent contributor so I know he's done films like Toy Story and I mean, that's the only one that I can think of off my head, but Toy Story is, you know, it's, it's not a walk in a park film. It's a fucking amazing film. Mm. So I'm just interested to see, like, because this trailer is completely different to the last one. Um, I'm, st- I'm still not sold on, on, on the majority of the characters. So like, like you said, Cyborg in there, you know, just watching that, watching that trailer alone, 
and you understand the reason why Cyborg's solo film has been cancelled. Um, it just seems that it just seems like this is going to be a Batman and Wonder Woman and Aquaman film with the Flash as what's it called as um as comic relief for the moment, from what I can see. And um, but then like Alvin said as well, is that this is a team up movie, and I don't I don't feel excited for the team up because there's been no build up, and this is the thing that we always keep coming back to when it comes back to this universe. Mm. It's just that it's just like everything just everything just feels rushed. And so it looks better. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see in November. That, that's the thing. You know, not, we, don't, we don't love any of these characters. Wonder Woman, like we've already discussed, was, was an okay film. Flash has appeared for like, what, two scenes in the whole of DC universe. Cyborg. Cyborg is just that black guy with, in bad CGI. Wonder Woman. Yeah, you, you did okay. Batman, you know. Same thing, like Ben Affleck. Do you really want to be Batman? The only person who looks like he, he might be he might be knocking it out of the park is Alfred, played by Jeremy Irons, and um, I've forgotten the guy's name. is playing Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah, what's that? J.K. Simmons. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. Simmons. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are the only two people that I'm really interested in seeing them, you know, on screen because <laughs> they're thespians, man. They're going to bring a bit of gravitas, you know, to the film hopefully. And and I saw that alone in the trailer. Everybody else who's playing a superhero, you feel a bit 2D. You still feel very Zack Snyderish to me, even though in the trailer there seems to be a bit more character building in there. But we'll see in November. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, move on from from that at that point. Although I will just say, um, I think the reason why, personally, why I think uh, Thor Ragnarok has has got bigger views uh, for its trailer than Justice League is is partly because of um, what Richard already explained is Justice League is, a, is an unknown entity um, to the average audience, you know, to, to people who are familiar with comic books or, or familiar with the, um, you know, the animated TV show from a few years back. Um, <clears throat> they will know who Justice League is, but the rest of the, the, the world has not been properly introduced to them. Um, you know, the, the world building that's been done so far with the, the DCEU has been patchy at best. Um, and again, listeners, you know, we've kind of gone through all of this on our previous podcast about the DCEU. So do check that out if you want like more detail. Um, but, you know, it, it is very patchy, whereas Thor is an established character within the MCU. Um, you know, he's had two movies already. He's appeared in uh, two Avengers movies already. So people kind of know by now who Thor is and what he's about. Then on top of that, you add in another established and well-loved character, the Hulk, uh, into that. And, you know, you've got the recipe for something that would excite and interest people uh, a bit more when you bear in mind all of those things. Whereas with Justice League, it's still a bit of a... People don't really know what to expect from it. And it's all a bit kind of unclear, I guess, as, as to what the, the movie is. Even though I think this trailer has said, I, I think it's a much, much better trailer personally, um, in terms of sort of clarifying where uh, everything is at from a story point of view and from what they're trying to do with this group of characters. But yeah, it didn't surprise me really that, that it got more views. But anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, so we also got some big news, of course, from uh, the Marvel panel. Uh, we're not going to talk about the Avengers Infinity War leak trailer. I'm sorry, listeners, but the reason being that 
I saw like a really shitty version of it with some girl's head in the way the whole time, and I couldn't really hear half of what the the characters were saying in the trailer. So um, I don't think there's any point. I think once they actually release the initial trailer, then we'll talk about it um, because then we can break it down properly and give it justice. But you know, with a leaked trailer, it's a bit meh. Yeah, it's a bit of a mess. So we'll leave that and we'll put that to one side. Um, but one of the big things to come out um, from the Marvel panel was uh, news about the character Captain Marvel. Um, now, as most of you will know, listeners, by now, Marvel uh, Captain Marvel is a, is a big deal for, for Marvel because it's their first uh, movie that will be driven by a female character. Um, it will also be, you know, based on what Kevin Feige has been saying about the character, she'll also be one of the most sort of powerful most prominent characters within the universe um but he also dropped a little nugget in there that you know for 90 percent of people who are listening would have it would have gone straight over their heads but for the 10 percent who are comic book fans and for us three who are super nerds it sent me through a tizzy <laughs> now i'm going to ask you guys how you reacted to this but um First off, of course, we got the announcement that the Scrolls are going to be the antagonists of the Captain Marvel movie. Now, this is a big, big deal, people. It's a big deal. And um, I'm going to let our resident comic book expert and guru Richard explain like who the Scrolls are to you. So if you don't know who they are, he can give you a brief rundown of, of where they come from in the comics, from a comic book context. Um, but also, guys, we'll uh, ask you as well, like. How do you view the scrolls in terms of the role that they'll play in the MCU going forward? Because you don't just put the scrolls in for one movie. That that's not gonna happen. Like clearly they've put these scrolls in here now because the scrolls are gonna play a big part. Now <clears throat> we'll explain how we think they might play a big part after, but firstly, Richard, do you mind um just giving a brief rundown for the listeners of like who the scrolls are exactly? Uh, as in you know, where did they come from and why are they so important to Marvel? Um, so, yeah, when you're ready, son, take it away. Okay, yeah. All right, well, basically, the Skrulls are one of the two main races that were originally created in the, in the Marvel Universe. And they were kind of like uh, the opposite. Or well, basically, they were a, a race of people that were in, a, in an actual battle of the Kree, who we have been introduced to already, um, well, ever so slightly, um, in the Guardians of the Galaxy film, and also they've been mentioned quite a bit in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Is, is that right, Alvin? Yeah, they have, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they have, yeah. Okay, so basically, yeah, they're just a, a race of, um, of people that can basically shapeshift. And uh, they were originally, they originally came out in, uh, in one of the issues of the Fantastic Four, and this is back in the day when the Fantastic Four were the, the corner post for the whole of the Marvel Universe. So a lot of things came up from Fantastic Four. So you've got like the first appearance of, you know, Galactus, Silver Surfer, the Black Panther, and then you've got the Skrulls, and then you've got the Kree. And the Kree are basically just, they're just like a, a war that just, and a, a war nation and a super religious nation that just liked to war people <laughs> for no reason. Mm -hmm. And they should have been the actual villain for the Avengers movie. But at that point, Marvel didn't own the rights. It was 20th Century Fox that owned the rights. Uh, to that and a lot of the franchise or a lot of the franchises that might have been associated to the Fantastic Four franchise. The reason why we are going crazy is because the last time that we actually saw the Skrulls was during a, a very, very famous storyline called Secret Invasion. And uh, 
and we we have this is something that we haven't touched upon but that's easily one of the best storylines that marvel have produced in the past when did it come out what uh, 10 years ago yeah it was like less than that seven i think or 2006 i can't remember yeah Something like that i think yeah so, so basically so if they're going to be going along that path this might bring some really really interesting changes to the actual marvel universe as in like the marvel cinematic universe um especially since the movie captain marvel is meant to be set in the 80s 90s so i'm is it it's it's set, set in the 90s, 90s yeah? Yeah, yeah yeah 90s yeah ah 90s 80s you know i'm old in it so like <laughs> <laughs> the 90s and the 80s are the it same thing to, to me like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah so but they're but they're just an interesting race um which haven't really they haven't really had a lot of airtime in the comic books in the past few years or in the com- or in the cartoons for some time. Um, and, and that's the best thing I can say about them um, without giving away too much. They're a shape-shifting race that have been at war with the Scrolls for years and years, that have been at war with the Kree for years and years. And um, th- that's it. I mean, I can't, really, I can't really say any more about them without spoiling stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all right. Thank you, bro. I mean, that gives mm-hmm. us a good context. Is it fair to say that um, if you were to make like cross franchise comparisons, comparisons, would you? Is it fair to say that um, the scrolls in some ways are similar to say the Klingon from um, Star Trek in that their their whole culture is built around war and um, the glory of war and conquest and, and things like that? Is that a fair comparison? It could be a fair comparison. Um, like I said, like I said, I could delve into history behind it um, without trying to spoil it. But what it is is that you find out that they were never actually a war race. Uh, they were a very, very peaceful race, and they were lulled and forced into a war mentality because of the Cree, who are meant to be, who are a more, who are a more violent race. And the reason why this was a bit of a kicker is because the Cree are, even though the, the Cree are split into two factions so you've got pink skin pink skinned Cree, then you've got blue skinned Cree. Um but because they look human, you know, people just automatically assume that oh, you know, they, they could be, you know, the, the ones that are, are really, really good. But you find out that the the um the Klingons, the scrolls were like all about knowledge and trying to spread peace and trying to spread um information throughout the universe and were forced into war. And now they have this now they have this Klingon mentality. But that's only because, you know, that's you know that that's what they've had to do to survive. Um, but yeah, that, that would be a very, very fair comparison to compare them to the Klingons. Like, very, very proud race, have like some amazing warriors, um, like the Super Scroll. Um, but yeah, 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 that, that's a very good comparison, Jason. Cool, cool. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> but no, thank you, Richard. That, that makes <laughs> things um, very, very clear. So hopefully, listeners, that, that at least gives you some kind of grounding um, as to the Scrolls and, and kind of why we're excited. Um, Alvin, I've got a juicy question for you. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I hope you're ready. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Rich, I know you didn't want to go into to spoilers too much, and we'll we will try and avoid that in terms of um, what went on in the comic books previously, because um, yeah, you know, you know, with the MCU, they don't necessarily take everything verbatim from the comics. They they might just take a little bit here and a little bit there, and then put their own spin on it. But mm. with that in mind, Alvin, um, who do you think? could potentially be a scroll in the MCU universe. Oh shit. Oh man. <laughs> that's that's you know you know there's no fucking answer. It could be essentially it could be anyone because yeah. if this movie takes place in the 90s uh it doesn't mean that whatever happens in Captain Marvel they couldn't have the scroll couldn't have returned at a later time 
to replace someone later down the timeline, if you get what I mean. Mm. So, mm, it, mm. you know what I mean? So it's like, if we see this movie, obviously with it being a flashback to the 90s, we don't, we, we don't know. It could be Nick Fury. Who, who the fuck knows? Like, we, we have no, we essentially have no fucking idea. But it would be silly for Marvel to appear in that one movie and not have them come back to kind of be major players later on. Um, if they do decide to do Secret Invasion uh, later on down the line at some point in in one of the future phases, um, but yeah, essentially it, it it could be anyone depending as to when they come back, and we can find out as to when so and so was replaced. If if you had to choose, who would you choose to be a scroll in MCU? If I had to choose one, yeah. Uh, what you mean? Who I think might be one now, or who yeah, I think yeah, yeah. will? Yeah, be yeah. One. Essentially, yeah, 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 yeah. Who do you think would, could potentially be one now, as, as things stand in the MCU? That's fucking difficult. <laughs> well, I think that one of the people you already mentioned, Nick Fury. Yeah. You reckon Nick Fury? Yeah. Because he's be. quite conniving, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He is. I, I'd say either Nick Fury or or perhaps. Black Widow's quite sneaky, but I think maybe no, nah, not Tony Stark. No, no, he's got too many issues. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Nick Fury just because he's just he's just so sneaky. Mm. Yeah, you can never tell as to what angle he's playing. I mean, you end yeah, up trusting him, you. but but he's just too much. I think Nick Fury. Mm. Yeah, I think yeah, Nick Fury, yeah. I think if if you're gonna go for it, do somebody fairly big. Um, mm how movies work so they're not going to make it Tony Stark they're not going to make it Captain America they're, like, mm. they're, just, they're, they're a bit heavy hitters they ain't going to do that um, but I think in terms of doing it in a way that still has an impact with an audience without kind of hurting mm. your, your, your pillars of, of your universe so to speak um, yeah. then yeah why not Nick Fury because he's in the perfect position for it at one point he was head of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, you know, in, in this movie, apparently in Captain Marvel, we'll find out how he lost his eye because he seems, uh, according to Kevin Feige, he's going to have both eyes in this movie. So we may find out how that happens and perhaps that ties into the, the scroll some way as well. So, yeah, I think I think he's a, a good shout. How about you, Rich? You know, who I choose, just I'm not even thinking it through straight, right? But I'll, I'll do this. I'll make it Peggy Carter. <laughs> so the Peggy, <laughs> so the Peggy Carter that we saw die, or basically that we heard that passed away in um, Captain America: Civil War, that was a scroll Peggy Carter. So right now she's she's basically somewhere in stasis, and she gets awoken. Basically, it causes like a, a love triangle between uh, Steve Rogers, Sharon <laughs> Carter, and Peggy and, and Peggy Carter, and then and then James Bonds. So everybody's out there who wants James and you know and, and Steve to get together. Like, and do like a little bit I love yeah that's what I'm saying. Listen, if we're gonna do it, do it properly, mate. <laughs> like <laughs> then you throw James up up in there as well. And so yeah. Um but I th- I think that would be interesting. Um and that could because it's because it's been dealt with somebody who's gone so far back and who's like you said about Nick Fury where he was the head of SHIELD. But then obviously, as we know, that S.H.I.E.L.D.'s been around for a very, very long time. Mm. Uh, and I mean that Nick, and also Nick Fury, that he knew Howard Stark. Um, so, I mean, we could go back to obviously to the 80s and the 90s, but Peggy's been there since, since the beginning. So that could be something that, you know, that, that, could, that could very, very nicely tie into how 
Hydra were able to also infiltrate Shield as well because the Skrulls were trying to set thing up from you know from from day dot. You know, you know, pulling off some some very very um some Palpatine moves and playing the long game. So so that that that'd be interesting. I'm not sure if Peggy would actually work in the MCU. They might just bring her back just to kill her off, just to try and tie it back as far as you know as what I've mentioned. But that'd be an interesting move because somebody like Nick Fury, as much as it it would work, it does seem a bit too too blatant mm. if it does if it did happen. Mm. So it'd have to be it'd have to be done in such a way that people like us who know how Nick Fury the character is, you know, it has, it has to be really really surprising, or maybe. Maybe even bring in like a the original original Nick Fury if they're gonna go down that route. And that's the Nick Fury that gets killed. And basically that's the last person that Samuel Jackson Nick Fury trusted. And he was like, fuck this. I'm really, really go going balls deep with this shield thing now and stuff like that. But yeah, but Peggy Carter is what I'd, uh, who I'd like to see to be a scroll. Just so we can have Hayley Atwell back as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm all in favor of bringing Hayley Atwell back. Uh, no doubt. So yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. I don't know how you pull it off, but yeah, I'm down with it. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, listeners, let us know who you think might be a scroll for those of you who are familiar with the scrolls and what they do. Because um, I think this one's going to definitely rumble on, and well, basically until Captain Marvel comes out, which I think is 2018 or 19. I can't remember. Um, crap, it escapes me now. Oh, uh, sorry. Sorry. I've, yeah. I've, actually got, I've actually got an even better idea for who a scroll could be, and it actually make fucking perfect sense. Scott fucking Buck. Scott uh, Buck is a scroll. Scott Buck? Was it Scott Buck? Yeah, Scott oh, Buck. Scott Buck That's the... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, if you don't know who Richard's referring to, he's referring to um, the guy who was the head writer on Iron Fist and is currently um, the showrunner of, <laughs> of, of the Humans TV show. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah was... he, he's a scroll. Yeah. <laughs> and that makes perfect sense, man. Perfect sense. That would explain everything. <laughs> He's just been trying to take it and see you down from the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah easy, <laughs> easily. <laughs> Tear it down from the inside, damn it. All right, well, let's move on, man. Um, one of the big stories that came out uh, this week, well, it was last week, really. Um, no, no, it, it was this week. Yeah, it was this week it came out. Um, was that, I don't know if you two heard this, but uh, Disney have announced that they're going to start their own streaming service. Um, basically, they're going to create their own television channel um, and they're going to have it as a subscription service, the same as all the others. Um, and there's going to be very much um, geared towards uh, driving a lot of their exclusive content and a lot of their IP. So, um, you know, things like Marvel, like Star Wars, Pixar, um, all of those kind of things that they own already um are going to get a big push on this new streaming channel which is going to launch in 2019 now as a result of that it's also come out that they are severing ties with netflix um which means that any of the intellectual properties that netflix have licensed from them um are going to be removed uh by 2019 um now there's a lot of kind of it's not quite clear at the moment what that means for some of the Disney Netflix properties that, that you may enjoy now, listeners, it, it's still kind of being discussed. Um, up until today, apparently Netflix have been saying that they're negotiating with Disney um, to retain the rights to movies. Um, and I think it's just movies so far. Yeah, they haven't said anything about TV shows, but um, yeah, it seems to be just movies for now. Um, but they're, they're, they're negotiating to continue to, to hold on to the licensing for movies. But um, 
Guys, I wanted to think, uh, just to ask you quickly, basically, whether um, considering, you know, the, the intellectual properties that Disney does have, would you be interested potentially in taking up Disney streaming service? I mean, it's another streaming service that you'd have to add on top of Netflix, Amazon, and, you know, um, in the UK here, we don't get like Hulu and things like that, but um, we do get, you know, uh, Sky streaming service, Now TV, and, and um, you know, you get sports streaming and things like that that you can buy. So with with all of that available, um, and considering the said what Disney own, would you be potentially interested in signing up for this streaming service? Um, Alvin, you can go first. No, not at all. Uh, I think they've made kind of like, I understand why they, why they want to do it, because obviously they want people to come to them for their stuff. Um, and obviously they see it as a money-making opportunity. But I, I really don't, I really don't see the point. Like, no, nah, just, just no. Like, there's, there's no point. I, like, I don't, I don't know why. I mean, I know why they've done it, but then again, I'm like, but why though? It's like Netflix is Netflix for a reason, isn't it? You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, why would you even want to put kind of like the Netflix Marvel shows in jeopardy as well? Like, because, because, like you said, we don't even properly know what's going on with those. I can't imagine those shows being on the Disney streaming service because obviously it's family friendly and whatnot. So I think it's a good idea. And no, it's not something I'd be interested in subscribing to. Cool. Even if they pulled all of their intellectual properties from Netflix. So let's say they pulled, you know, um, Star Wars movies from there and they pulled. No, cause I'm a physical media kind of guy anyway. So I'd already have all those on fucking Blu-ray. So, so fuck him. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, Rich, how about you, man? How do you feel about it? God, man, like everyone's trying to get money out of us, man. Um, <laughs> picking it yeah. up. Um, it, it, it'd have to be something really, really good for me to sign up. But then, in saying that, Showbox is my best friend. <laughs> so, like, if they've if they've got if they've got a whole channel, <laughs> if they've got a whole channel, and there's only two shows. I'm not paying like five ninety nine or however much they're gonna charge, you know, just to watch those two shows when I can download it for free. Um, I, I just, I just don't think it's fair. And I mean, what we're gonna, what we're gonna watch in it? Our main thing right now, uh, you know, in, during these negotiations, are whether um, the the defenders, you know, like Iron Fist, Luke Cage, all those people, is whether they're gonna be caught in that crossfire. Um, and that's that's still not enough for me just to to you know to pay a subscription for for a streaming service. Nah, not not even. I mean, to tell the truth, I've got a five year old boy. Well, he's going to be five tomorrow, so that could be another reason to watch it or to subscribe to it. But like I said, I, I download a lot of stuff, so I don't really want to give my money to to Uncle Walt. Okay. Nah. Oh, Bob Iger is crying tears at that. <laughs> he's Who, who's crying tears? Bob Iger. He's the CEO. Of oh Disney. yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's it's quite interesting. I think because it, it. I think for me personally, it will depend on what Disney are offering. Um, because I've heard rumors that they're working on like a Star Wars live action TV show specifically for the channel. Um, they're working on like sort of different things um, with the IPs that they have. So. For me, I wouldn't necessarily say no off the bat. It would depend on the content and then obviously price as well. I mean, it depends on how much they're asking for. 
um you know if it's like oh yeah we've got all this new shiny stuff and it's going to cost you 20 pounds a month or then they can kiss my backside but if it's you know uh, for a reasonable price then maybe maybe well i guess a lot will, for me will depend as said on on kind of what disney um, intends to do they're not really showing their hand at the moment um and they said negotiations are ongoing uh, so we'll wait and see but um I mean, how do you feel about the, as said, like the number of kind of streaming services? Because you kind of mentioned this as well, Rich. Um, and I think, you know, the cost is, cost is definitely obviously an issue for us because we're adults and we have other shit to pay for as well. Um, you know, what, what would you think about like kind of Disney adding their, their names to the mix along with all these other um, streaming services that are available to us in the UK? Um, you know, Alvin, I know you were saying you, you kind of, you understood why they were doing it, but you just weren't too sure about whether it was for you. Um, do you think if they packaged it maybe with something else, would that entice you towards doing it? Like with another streaming service maybe? No, essentially it's just people being greedy in it. You know what I mean? It's like, and adding another kind of, another voice out there, another service is, is just gonna, it's just gonna make people's choices more difficult. And it's, it's just gonna kind of like, not ruin the market, but just just make the market more people in the market. So it's just like, well, who the fuck do I go with? Do I, do I get this Disney shit over here, or do I go for the Netflix or for the Amazon or you know, what I mean, whatever else? It just it just muddies the water and make things more difficult. And it it might not even work out for them. Don't to be honest, because like, I think most people who want most people who are into Disney shit, like, will literally buy Disney shit. Or they'll have like the Disney channels on Sky already. So I don't know as to what they need a streaming service of Disney shit for. I have no idea. That it makes no sense to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I understand your point, man. I, I hear what you're saying. Um Rich, did you want to add anything before we move on? No, nah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, cool. All right. Let's move on then. Um oh yeah, by the way, listeners, you know, let us know as well what you think of Disney streaming service, would you be interested in it if it, you know, if you had to pay another seven ninety nine or eight ninety nine a month for it, would you do it? Because um, I know there's some big Disney fans who listen to us, um, so you know, let us know what you think. Okay, let's move on, man. Um, so we've been gaming quite a lot, um, as I told you before in a previous podcast, listeners. I recently got a PS4, um, and with that, I got Yakuza Zero, and I finally finished it. So I'm going to tell you all about that in a minute. But um, first of all, uh, Rich, you recently downloaded the Destiny 2 uh, beta, right? Um, did you want to yeah. give a yep. few thoughts on how you found that? Yeah, I, I loved it. Um, I loved it so much that because uh, I, I played, I've never, number one, I've never really done online gaming. Mm. Uh, that's never really been me. And I've never really been a first person shoot 'em up or, you know, or that type of, that type of gaming person. I just like my one-player game that has like a, a storyline like Metal Gear Solid or Uncharted and I'm happy. I think I'm Indiana Jones, you know, jump over explosions and shit like that and I'm good. But um, the Destiny 2 beta was, was actually freaking awesome. So much so that I went out and bought Destiny 1 to try and get some practice in. Because when we did go in the beta, I got my brother to download it and I got a couple of my friends to download it. And we were just getting whooped. <laughs> like just just whooped differently but um i i'm now officially i wouldn't say i'm an online gamer but i've signed up i even tried to convince myself where it's like hey listen it's a, you know the 14-day trial 
And then after the voting day, Charlie cancel it. And then, you know, then it's five ninety nine a month. But you know what? It's five ninety nine. You can just jump on and you can just start it whenever you want. So it's five ninety nine for three months. That fourteen day trial ended and a five ninety nine kicked in. I can't see myself cancelling that subscription. I was to sleep. <laughs> like my brother was phoning me up halfway through the day again. Hey, wait, wait bro, are you going out tonight? And I'm like, no, because you, you want to do some destiny. I was like, yeah, man, let's let's do this, man. I was waking up at like one o'clock in the morning, seeing if he's online. Bash it out for like an hour. That sounds wrong. Bang it out for like like an hour, and and then and then didn't go back to sleep. But it's it's a really really good game. I, I man like it's 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 definitely made a Dalton Thomas or turned a Dalton Thomas into a believer. So anybody who's out there who hasn't played Destiny One or Destiny Two, jump on the bandwagon. Like you won't be you won't be disappointed. So that, that, that's, that's the best I have to say for that, man. And if you're a fan of sci-fi as well, which I am, I'm a big fan of sci-fi, um, you, you know, you can create your own characters and you're essentially living the dream. So, yeah, go, go do it. Join, 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 you know, join the core. Anybody who wants to play against me on Valmont 266, add me as a friend and we can, uh, we can go shoot up some aliens at 2 o'clock in the morning. Cool, cool. Um, was in, in fact, Jason, have you downloaded it yet? I did, yeah. I just haven't loaded it up yet, but yeah. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, was there anything specifically about the uh, Destiny 2 that you enjoyed in terms of like the first person, shoot, first person shooting elements? Um, or was it more just like the overall kind of presentation of the story and the gameplay and everything else that, that's got you in it? it? It was essentially that. It's just, it's just the overall presentation of everything where the, the thing that I like about it is that the character that you're playing, you have, a, you have the option of playing one of three classes, but the character that you play is a character that you create yourself. So no, no one person, or no, you know, nobody's going to have the same type of character that you've created as well. So you have your own markings on your, on your costume. You can gear up your weapons and, your, you know, and every, anything that you own. You, you basically modify it to yourself. And that's what I like about it. So even though, you're, even though you've been set up in a particular story, it's your own story and how you choose to approach that story is, you know, makes it even better. So I know some people that have like, you know, play the game, but just go on and just participate in the online game against other people and just, you know, do those things that you see on YouTube where somebody waits in like a, in a tree <laughs> and just takes out people with sniper rifles or you can participate in a story, but it's still going to be your story when you play it. And that's what I loved about it. And obviously the presentation as well, um, the beta, demo compared to like the the first destiny game which i thought looked amazing and felt amazing has has, has, has stepped up even from there so it's, it's just it's just a really really good upgrade man like I, I can't stress it enough and i'm one of those people i i love being involved emotionally in a, in a game if, if you haven't got me emotionally where like i'm thinking to myself like shit who's the character why does this do this or why does that do that then i then i don't really want to know and destiny has it has that factor to it so so yeah, cool. that's that's the main like it, it's caught me by the balls. Mm. Cool, cool, cool. Sounds all good, man. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to jump on with that. Uh, so definitely gonna check that out. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, I, I finished. Uh, well, I finished the story mode for Yakuza Zero, um, and yeah, it was pretty good, man. I enjoyed it. It was you know like playing the old school Yakuza on PS2. Um, it had all the kind of the moments that. I was looking for it had the, the mini games although i will say there was like 
hell of a lot of exposition in the, the story on this one and I found myself skipping through a lot of it. Um, but it's all kind of what I've just discovered is it's laying the groundwork for uh, a reboot of the whole franchise. Um, basically, there's a, a, another game coming out, I think in a week's time, actually, I think it's due out, um, that is essentially a remake of the first game or, of um, Yakuza, the, the, the first game that was released on PS2. Um, but it's not just like a kind of repackage, it's a from the bottom up rebuild. So they've essentially rebuilt the entire game for the, the capabilities of the PS4. So they've actually expanded on the story mode, um, they've improved the graphics, they've improved the uh, gameplay from the original uh, PS2 version, they've smoothed things out a lot, so it, it feels um, like its own sort of self-existent game, basically. Um, so I just wanted to ask you, the, the both of you quickly, um, what, do you, what are your guys' thoughts on like game reboots? Um, do you think they're a good idea or do you think it's just kind of fleecing the fans? Um, I'll start with you, Al. You know what, it, it, really, it really depends because um, like recently they did the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy and that's, that's, that I like literally got sold out like you weren't able to get it in stores for, for quite a while. Uh, and people seem to love it. Uh, the only people that seem to hate it are people who'd never played Crash Bandicoot before and had never realized how fucking hard um, platformers were back in like the, the mid to late 90s. Um, but people have been clamoring for, uh, for Crash Bandicoot for a while. Uh, and apparently they got it in Skylanders, but let's face it, not a lot of us are going to play Skylanders unless they're like eight years old. Um, so <laughs> I think in this case, something like Crash, yeah, that, that was a good idea to kind of re-release that. And it's all three games in one, the, the original Crash Bandicoot trilogy in one, in one game. Um, with all new graphics, again, they, they had to do everything like from the ground up. So they had to recreate the great the game. It wasn't a case of uh, porting it or anything like that. And uh, and I think yeah, the same thing should should probably happen with like Spiral the Dragon. People want Spiral the Dragon back, and they want to play the original game. And yeah, they, they should just Activision should just like remake it from the ground up. Um, but yeah, I, th I think it can work, and I think it can be a good idea, but only when it's been uh, a long time. So essentially, it's like well, being starved of food. You know what I mean? And just being given a good meal like after it's been quite a while because if you if you kind of remake a game that's like i don't know it's only like a year or two old like when you see re-releases for things like the last of us on like the ps4 i'm a bit like yeah come on now that's like you're trying to fleece people there but whereas it's if it's been something that's been quite a while and you've literally had to remake it and not just port it then you know fair enough mm -hmm. yeah i hear you um rich did you want to add anything to that yeah, I think reboots. See, the thing is, I, I've, I think games that I've loved, so like a game like Metal Gear Solid, I bought, I played the original on PlayStation One, and then I bought Metal Gear Solid: The Twin Snakes for the GameCube. But that adds off to the story, um, and 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 basically took up the mantle of being official canon and filling in bits and pieces for the middle one afterwards. So good. If you're gonna do a reboot and add a little bit more, for the old one, then why not? But the Last of Us, I thought that would be a mistake. Like, it's how how long was the Last of Us re um, remaster brought out for the PS4, not for the PlayStation Three? 
was it was it a year two years uh two years uh, i think it was yeah uh, i think it was about two years was that about two years alvin two years and was that even if that like because last of us yeah, came out towards the end of the, that, the right? ps3 yeah i think it yeah, was yeah. i think it may have been less so yeah so like you know so i mean uh, you have to be a diehard fan to buy the same game and don't get me wrong i mean last of us looks it looked pretty on the ps4 but i don't think it like it, it totally shrouds to how it looked on a ps3 i know they did the same thing with um with the batman arkham games Oh, sorry, it was a year. The... What was it? It was a year. Hello? Hello? What did you say? What did you say? Oh, it was a year. It was a year between them. Yeah, see, see, that's a piss take. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I think any, any form of, like, reboot games is going gonna, is gonna to have to be, like, some form of, like, like you said, like Spyro or Crash Bandicoot. And like I said, the games that people have been asking for, just don't fucking reboot stuff just for the hell of trying to, you know, get a, a bit more bucks in your pocket. I stand on that. So I'm not really a fan of that unless it's going to, you know, give me something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, we're almost uh, at the end of the show, but we did get a question this week um, that I wanted to run by you guys. Uh, so this question came to us from Joan, our regular listener. Hi, Joan. Um, she asked us what our what are our top three gangster films. Um, now I'm a big gangster movie fan. I love gangster movies. I, I don't know why, and I don't know what that says about me. But there you go. Um, so this for me is kind of easy, but I think this may be a little bit more difficult for you two. So I'm going to let you two go first. <laughs> so um, Richard, what would be your top three gangster films? Top three gangster films. Number one, that's just that's just pure. That's like cinematic. That's just pure perfection. That I think that film alone would probably be in my top ten of all of greatest films of all time. Um, sorry, what was your first choice? Because you you cut off then when you were speaking. Sorry, um, Godfather Part Two. Oh, Godfather Part Two. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, uh, Godfather Part Two. Um, it's just pure cinematic perfection. For me, um, and and it and it and it does that thing where the sequel is better than the original, in my opinion. A lot of people will agree with me, and a lot of people also disagree with me. But they can't knock that the you know Godfather Part Two is an amazing film, nevertheless. Um, my second choice would be Casino. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love that film, um, and as much as I like you know the Scorsese films like Goodfellas and things like that, there's something really really. That something really touches me in a human way, like you know, for Casino, like how the how the characters are, are dealt with and treated, and it's the way how like De Niro kind of plants type, where he's not this badass. How he ends up is just like you know, he just ends up in the office and you know whatever. You have to see the film, but yeah, Casino would probably be about my number two. For number three, um, Jason, could City of Violence be considered a gangster movie? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's, it's the the plot of is yeah. a gangster film plot. Yeah, don't see why not. Yeah, yeah. Then um, yeah. Then basically, I throw it up there. Um, normally for probably for my third part, I'd probably choose Once Upon a Time in America. Um, but I'm trying to you know I'm trying to vary the whole gangster films that that I have on my list. So I'd put um the, a film called City of Violence, which Jason has actually done a review. On um on the on the website uh, quite some time ago, and that's kind of like a Korean martial arts version 
of Once Upon a Time in America, and it basically charts um, a group of kids and how they grow up and how they, you know, some of them become gangsters and some of them become police officers and some of them just become bums. But it does, the person that they have to face off against is somebody trying to rise up even higher in the gangster hierarchy in, in, in Korea. Um, and it's, it's a very, very good film. Um, and, uh, and if you don't believe me, go check out Jason's review. And if that doesn't swear you, just take a chance and, and peep the film anyway. And if you don't like that, then go and see my honorary mention, which is Once Upon a Time in America. Yeah, good choices there, man. Good choices. Uh, Alvin, I know you were struggling with this earlier. Any, any clearer? Yeah, I'm thinking good now because I did a whole module of it on uh, in media studies back in the day. So um, we're going to go with, obviously, Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go with uh, also uh, Donny Brasco. Ah, yeah. And then third and finally, uh, Bugsy Malone. <laughs> 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 the gangster movie. I don't care what anyone fucking says. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> It's a gangster. People get creamed and everything. It's a, it's a <laughs> Bugs Malone is great. Great. Like, that always goes down well in my house. So, yeah, no, I, <laughs> definitely I'll go with that. Um, top three for me. Okay. Uh, this is kind of tricky because I said I love um, gangster movies, but I think I've narrowed it down. So, um, completely unoriginal to the both of you two. Uh, number one would probably be, have to be Goodfellas. I, it, like, that film just blew my mind when I saw it. Um, and I do love Casino as well, but but Goodfellas just is the film that really kind of established Martin Scorsese. It's it's the film that established uh, Robert De Niro. It, it just kind of well, it didn't really establish De Niro, but it solidified him, you know, as as a real talent as an actor. Um, and it's just mind blowing. The film's just mind blowing. Uh, so yeah, that would be number one. Number two would be City of God. Um, from Brazil, uh, again, another film that I watched it and was just blown away, uh, especially when you consider that half of that cast weren't even professional actors. They were, you know, they were essentially just playing themselves. Um, and it's, it's such an emotional film as well. And it, and it does um, what all good gangster films should do, which is it kind of charts the, the rise and fall of certain characters um, and also shows you how somebody who doesn't want to get be in that life can can get out of that life through you know having a, a talent or a passion um so it, it kind of shows you you know that the gangster life doesn't necessarily have to always end in your death it can end in a way where you know somebody is able to go on and and do something productive with themselves so yeah see you've got is number two and number three I think we'll go to, um, you know, I've got to come with a left field choice, but uh, I think it's going to go to Gomorrah, um, which is an Italian movie. And it's about uh, the Naples uh, mafia, the Camorra, as they're, they're known. Um, and that film is is just brilliant. Um, what it does really well is it kind of explains um, how the modern day mafia works, um, because we, you know, we all, we all know about how you know organized crime syndicates control things like drugs and you know illegal kind of um, going on within the world legal industries and, and things like that but uh, gomorrah shows you how the camera actually controls politics it shows you how they control a simple thing like um rubbish collection you know in in the city of naples um basically they control that and if it doesn't happen in the way that it should then you know they start kicking off and causing problems for the locals 
Um, so it becomes a, a major issue for people who are living there. So, um, yeah, Gomorrah is is everything that gangster movie should be. It's complex. It's violent. It's you know, it, it's just beautiful to look at because it's shot entirely in, in Naples. Um, and the filmmakers behind it were almost murdered by the, the Camorra as well. <laughs> the Camorra <laughs> wanted to kill them when they found out that they were making a film about what they do because they're, they're like, hey, what are you doing? You're exposing everything we do to the world. So, um, yeah, definitely, if you've never seen Gomorrah before, listeners, um, go and check that out. It's a really, really good movie. It's available everywhere. So, yeah, run, run and check that movie out, man top movie all right that's gonna do it man let's wrap this thing up because we've been going for a little while now um so thank you listeners for joining us for this week's show hope you enjoyed it um we will be back again uh, next week of course um we didn't have a, a question of the week that we put out to all of you this week but we will be putting one out this week so make sure you follow us on our social media you can uh, the question usually goes up on our instagram account which is uh wulong talk so if you have an instagram follow us there um, and it will also go up on our Facebook page as well, which is um, Wulong Talks, plain and simple. So if you type that in in Facebook, then you'll find us there. And of course, we're on uh, Twitter as well. Um, Alvin, anything you wanted to plug what you're doing on your channel? Yeah, you can just uh, get me on Twitter and Instagram at Big85GL. You can check out my uh, YouTube if you want. Post some videos on there regularly, uh, random shit, just as and when. And, uh, and yeah. Cool, cool. Um, and Rich Kid, uh, you want to let people know where they can find you? Yeah, uh, Instagram on Rich Reviews, uh, Twitter on uh, Rich Reviews. Obviously, we've got the Instagram, Wulong Talks, uh, the website, www.wulongtalks.com, as Jason said as well. And yeah, that's where you can find me. Cool. Oh, and on uh, Destiny, uh, Valmont266. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, people know how they can <laughs> So if you look like um, shooters and first-person shooters and want to go and toss some frag grenades at Rich, then um, just add him up on uh, PlayStation Network, and I'm sure you'll be happy to um, blow your head off anytime soon. All right, <laughs> let's wrap this thing up, man. So I'm going to say goodnight. Say goodnight, Rich. Goodnight, Rich. And say goodnight, Alvin. See you later. Cool. And we're out of here, people. So thanks a lot again for joining us. And as I said, we'll see you next week, man. So peace out.